Hi friends, welcome back to I Am Epiphany. I'm your creator and host, Bethany Epiphany, and yes, Epiphany is my real name. Tune in as I share my thoughts and epiphanies on a wide range of topics, from pop culture to social justice issues, to simply navigating life as a millennial. You won't be hearing just my thoughts and epiphanies, but from those who I find interesting and awesome. If it's your first time, I'm so excited to have you here. If you are returning, it is my pleasure to welcome you back. Damn, November moved by hella fast. Hello, friends. How you doing? If you are new to the pod, welcome. I'm glad to have you. Um, For those of you who have been listening consistently, steadily, I appreciate you, okay? I am grateful for you. Um, happy to be back. Now, whether you celebrated Thanksgiving or simply used it as a time to rest and recharge and reunite with some folks, I hope you enjoyed your holiday. I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge the indigenous people of this land, especially during this time. I just think it's ironic that the history of Thanksgiving is pretty much celebrating the genocide of a people while we are currently watching and protesting against the current genocide of Palestinian people and how the U.S. and Britain are at the center of both of these atrocities. Ironic. It's like, you know, history is just repeating itself. My prayers and donations go out to the people of Palestine. I must say it's been nice and refreshing to see so many people, both in the States and abroad, protesting and rallying and speaking out about what's happening. It's like the world is waking up to the truth of what is happening, because Lord knows I was not as aware as I am now. It actually gives me hope in humanity to see such a collective and loud opposition to the atrocities that are taking place in Gaza. And it's like at the core of who we are, at the core, we know what is right and what is wrong. And it's nice to see so many people standing up for what is right. Continue to be mindful of who and how this war story is being told and how the people involved in the war are being depicted. Be mindful of the language that is being used. Language is very powerful because language shapes perception. So just be mindful. Um, I use the Thanksgiving break to rest and recharge. I did no cooking none okay which meant there was no cleanup and it was nice it was peaceful and i got a good ass sleep you know what else is peaceful andre 3000's new album new blue sun s-u-n it is peaceful relaxing. It's fucking refreshing. Listen, if you want to meditate, pray, 
do yoga or Pilates, if you want to clean your house, cook a meal, wash your locks, oil your scalp, if you want to levitate, okay, listen to New Blue Sun. Now, this podcast is an ode to Andre 3000 and what he has just produced. So, if you are not interested in listening to my takeaways from this album, from um, the interviews that he's done, go on, listen to another episode, you dig? But this is for Andre. Um, I highly recommend watching his GQ interview or reading his NPR interview where he talks about life after Outcast and his journey to uncovering this new skill, the journey back to normalcy and tapping into these interests and cultivating the skills of playing the flute, which he does a lot of on the album. By the way, did you know that there were different types of flutes? Did y'all know that? The Mayan flute, bamboo flute, like all hella flutes, all of which are on the album, um, including other wind instruments. And I love the song titles which are hella long and they sound like they could be like in a poem or a rhyme. One of the, the, the song titles is the slang word pussy rolls off the tongue with far better ease than the proper word vagina. Do you agree? Sir! Oh my God. It's just so Andre 3000. And then there's another title. And the title is That Night in Hawaii When I Turned Into a Panther and Started Making These Low Register Purring Tones That I Couldn't Control. Shit was wild. <laughs> I'm just like, sir, what are you talking about? But I love it. I love it. Like, it makes you want to listen to the song simply based upon the title. And uh, like I said, I watched the GQ interview. I read the NPR interview. Um, and I'll read a couple of excerpts from his NPR interview with Rodney Carmichael. In his NPR interview, Andre says, So I would just walk around and play for hours. I did that for years. And it got to a point where, okay, I want to share. I'm, I know I'm going a long way around it, but the way we recorded it, I think it's important to know. When I say it transcended me, it took me to different places to play. Like we don't sit around and say, okay, we're going to play these chords. Because I don't know chords. I don't know keys. I don't know notes. I've always produced in that way, just kind of doing. And so in this situation, we have the engineer set up and we just press record and find ourselves and listen to each other. So everything you're hearing on New Blue Sun was spontaneous compositions. We made it up on the spot. Crazy! Crazy. And I love it. And I think he was talking about how for the tour, or when he's touring for this album, it's all going to be spontaneous. Which I think is dope. Continuing the, the interview with Rodney Carmichael, Rodney says... And the way you talk about this community of artists that you got linked up with, it kind of makes me think about your beginnings with Dungeon Family. 
Andre says, definitely. I'm glad you said that because even like the last song on the album, it mentions the dungeon and that's on purpose. Because in the same way, when you talk about this whole community of players, it gives you an opportunity to answer and support system to be as free as you can be. And you need to feel comfortable in a situation to really, to be really free. And that's why I really champion crews, like even rap crews. It's important for your crew to be supportive of you because you can be the best you can be. I wouldn't be able to play flute or any of this stuff. I wouldn't have produced any of this if it wasn't for the dungeon. So the dungeon was the dirt. That's the ground that we planted everything in. And all of those members of the dungeon family, Goody Mob, Organized Noise, Big Boy, everybody, created an environment for me to be able to, like, just go. What about your friends? Are they going to be around? Are they going to blitz? Whatever. Yeah. You know, what about your friends? Okay. Let's continue this interview. Rodney says, there's no rapping on the album at all. But I like, but I think that one thing that any true Andre 3000 fan has hopefully learned over the years is to always expect the unexpected. So in some ways, I feel like you've been preparing us for a new direction for decades. But I'm wondering what kind of work it took for you to prepare yourself. Even before you got with the tribe and the community and clique that you made this album with, what was that process like for you in terms of getting to this point? Andre says, living. It's not even like a magical thing. My training was living. My direction was living. So for me, I don't know what I'm going to do. But that's the cool and scary thing about it. And I think as an artist, you kind of got to put yourself out there to be prepared to respond. I'm a responding person. That's what I am. I'm responding to what's given to me. It's responding to my contemporaries. It's responding to what I love. It's responding to what I don't like. It's responding to all of that. As an artist, you got to have really strong antennas. And that's really what it's about. So where I am now is where I'm supposed to be. I couldn't plan it. And here's the cool thing. Yes, we can plan it. Our limited human brains can plan it. But it's always greater and more magical when you're surprised by these things. I've seen artists transcend themselves and I get emotional about it. When I see rappers go to a certain level, I'm sure they didn't know. Because I didn't know. So I know they ain't know. But that's the magic. So y'all just looking at the magic show. And it's nothing special. I'm not special. Everybody has a certain kind of magic show. I fucking love Andre. He's always been one of my favorite artists for multiple reasons. I love this album and what he's talking about in these interviews. I love this album because it's an example for me of how a hip-hop rap artist can evolve how a rap artist can age right how their artistry can age hip-hop is 50 years old so we have the luxury of seeing how or not 
hip-hop artists can age. When I'm talking about aging, I'm not talking about like their like their physical age. Like I'm talking about the age of their artistry, like their craft and how their craft can still be relevant and still contribute, how they can still contribute their artistry. And the question I have is like, can hip-hop as a genre, can rap artists and their artistry age well? I think it's possible if we allow it, if we allow and encourage artists to evolve. I can see that evolution with Jay-Z, with Nas, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, maybe a few others. But when I think about some of these newer rap artists, like I question how well their artistry will age, evolve. Especially due to the fact that these record labels don't care about artist development. They care about record sales. They care about following a formula that contributes to the moment, but is not attached to any longevity or quality. Let's take Snoop Dogg, for example. And this is no hate on Snoop, okay? But Snoop has been rapping about the same stuff for decades. I would argue that his evolution has not been as apparent as a Jay-Z or a J. Cole. I feel like he's stunted in a way, like forced to rap about the same stuff because that's what people love and therefore expect from Snoop. Andre was like, listen, I ain't got shit to rap about. Like, that's not the direction I'm being pulled. And I love that. Like, if you ain't got nothing to say, then be quiet until you do. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And that's what Andre did. He was not going to force himself to do something that he wasn't feeling, that he was not inspired or moved by. He did not force himself to fulfill a trope simply because that's what the world loved and expected from him. He wasn't just going to crank out an album just to do it. He allowed something else to develop and grow. He followed his instincts and what simply felt right. I personally find it to be inspiring. And it is going to lead to my epiphanies, which I'll share with you right after this. Hey friends, we're going to ease into an ad break. If you don't know, your girl just released her third book entitled Love Prayer Poems, which is a small collection of prayers that focuses on the type of love I want in my life. I hope you enjoyed the book and that perhaps you will think about what your own love prayers would be. Love Prayer Poems is available on Amazon and BethanyEpiphany.com. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so there are a few lessons or epiphanies that I took from Andre 3000's New Blue Sun. The first lesson or epiphany is about creativity. 
as an artist, as a highly paid artist, I can imagine that there is this pressure to constantly produce, to constantly create. And this focus on production, in my opinion, is fueled by capitalism, making money. The more we produce, the more people consume. And the more people consume, the more money they spend. And it's not about the quality of what's being produced. It's about having something for people to consume, even if the product is shitty. And this is how America runs. You can see it in a lot of things. For example, our food industry, how our food is unethically and toxically produced to bring in money. Or our clothing industry, especially with that fast fashion culture and producing all these clothes for fast consumption. Think about Shein or Timu, 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 whatever. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? This fast consumption or the music industry with its carbon copy rap artists who all look and sound alike and are quickly disposed of. The process of creation takes breaks. There are pauses in creation. Nothing alive is in constant, unceasing creation. The one who creates uses that break time to replenish themselves so as to have something of quality to produce. I think of it like a farm. There is a time to plant. There is a time to harvest. And there is a time to let the soil or the earth rest, which we do not do here in America. In our country, we are made to believe that our worth is based upon what and how much we are producing. There is no respect for process, for rest, for replenishment. As creatives, as human beings, we have to understand that our worth is not connected to what we produce. We are worthy simply because we are. We are valuable simply because we are. Life itself is valuable. The more we honor our process, the more replenished we will be the more energized we will be and the more quality we can produce, which will ultimately serve and benefit others. Don't produce just for production's sake. Don't do just to be doing. Trust your pace and trust your process. Go where you are led. Andre didn't make an album for years and we're just walking the streets playing his flute, fine-tuning a craft without him even knowing. And when the time was right, he created something. And as I say this to you, I'm saying it to myself as well. As an author, a speaker, a fellow creative, I'm giving myself more grace. I'm practicing giving myself more grace and honoring my process as well because I was feeling stuck as though I wasn't doing enough, I still feel that. 
at times. I felt unmotivated and unclear as to what to speak about or podcast about. And that can be a very frustrating feeling to feel as though you're just kind of floating it to feel as though you're not sure of the direction you're heading that can be scary for someone like me um, to feel as though I'm not doing I'm not in action mode uh, but I kind of have to just trust that I'm in my time of replenishment and clarification and fine-tuning and when the time arrives I will create something from a replenished state that will be beneficial for others. The other lesson or epiphany that I took away from Andre um, was about fame. In his GQ interview, Andre spoke about fame. He said, and I quote, I'm actually blessed to be able to create in front of people and get ideas off. That's the biggest blessing out of being famous. But being famous really sucks, man. It's so unhuman. There was this classical pianist that said it's actually unnatural and actually detrimental to a human to have that much admiration because it actually changes the way you think. It changes the way you move. I really see it as I'm just being used for something. I'm happy that I'm being used in a greater scheme. So I'm always watching. Well, how am I being used? Andre is just reminding us that fame is not all what it's cracked up to be. And we can see that from recent headlines in the media, which will be the next podcast. Um, so many of us look at famous people and long for the access and the money and the admiration that they seem to have without understanding the true cost of being in a position like that and what that level of public obsession and public possession can do to one's overall well-being. To be hoisted so high to the point where you are no longer a human being, you are the product. You are an entity that is bigger than what it means to be human. And it's scary to think of how much that can disconnect you from reality, um, from those close to you, or disconnect you from yourself. It's just a reminder that all that glitters is not gold and that there is a peace and beauty in the everyday and that there is a need and a benefit to being grounded instead of being hoisted so high to the point of disconnect. I think it also speaks to how you have to validate and love yourself first because people are fickle, honey, okay? And seeking validation from them will almost always lead to your disappointment and possibly lead you away from being authentically yourself because you are trying to satisfy those around you to make them love you when really you just need to love yourself. The third lesson, Epiphany, was about friends. 
Andre spoke about the importance of surrounding yourself with people who allow you to be yourself. He said, when you talk about this whole community of players, it gives you an opportunity and support system to be as free as you can be. And you need to feel comfortable in a situation to really be free. I think what Andre is really talking about is feeling safe. When people talk about being comfortable, they mean safety. Because you can't feel comfortable without feeling safe first. And your environment, the people you surround yourself with will either create a safe space for you to, for you to be who you are or they won't. So reassess your friendships. Who is aiding in or detracting from your growth? Who is providing you the space to be who you are? And the last lesson or epiphany was about age. I think Andre pushes against this fear of aging, uh, this fear of aging conditioning that happens in the States. Granted, Andre is a man and in America, men are allowed to age and still be fly in a way that women are not. Um, But I like what he said about aging. He said, I think we have a thing where we kind of run away from age. I love that I'm 48 now. If I could go back to being 21, I would not. And that's just the truth. Sometimes I look in the mirror. I'm like, man, you have silver hair. And I'm like, that's so awesome. You know what I mean? It's like I'm a silverback gorilla. You have to earn that. You have to really earn that. Damn right, Andre. Okay, because I got some silvers in my hair as well. Okay, and I dig that. He was like, listen, I ain't trying to be 21 no more. Like I've been there, done that, right? And I think in America, there's always this longing for the past, this longing for what was, this longing for youth, And it's like, do you remember what you were like when you were 20, 21 and you ain't no shit? And you were just like trying to figure out your way. And it's like, I don't, I wouldn't trade going all the way back to where I didn't know myself as well as I do now. You know, it's it's like we're, we're yearning for a time when we weren't as mature, yearning for a time we weren't as seasoned. And it's like, why? We should be embracing where we are right now, grateful to have come as, uh, as far as we have. Because listen, the 20, when you're in your 20s, child, it could be a hot ass mess, okay? Your 30s too, but that's a whole different podcast. I just feel like it's a shame how we dismiss people, ignore people, stop people from creating. When they reach a certain age, we just cut them off. When people are really at their most ripe, like it's a reminder for me that getting older is not the end. And in fact, it is beginning the beginning of another chapter where more of you is uncovered and there is more for you to give. It makes the idea of aging less frightening for me and more intriguing for me. 
Like I'm more curious as to what I will have to contribute to the world and less worried about aesthetics and what I'm going to look like. I just feel like the best is yet to come. Yeah, that's what I feel. Listen, that's it for me, peeps, okay? This was just a nice little short little uh, shout out to my homie Andre. Uh, Check out Andre's new album, New Blue Sun. Check out my latest poetry book, Love Prayer Poems, available on Amazon and BethanyEpiphany.com. And maybe I'll leave you with a little New Blue Sun. Until next time, folks. Bye. This track is entitled, I swear I really wanted to make a rap album, but this is literally the way the wind blew me this time. friends thanks for listening please tune in twice a month for new episodes of i am epiphany you can learn more about me bethany epiphany at bethanyepiphany.com or follow me on instagram at b-e-p-i-f-a-n-i until next time stay safe stay cool god bless